Check it, check, check it, check it, baby. I think I'm good. I think we're ready. I feel like I've done, I've forgotten something. You ever do that? You feel you're like uh, whatever task you might be starting, and then you get a gnawing feeling like. Uh, what is it? It's it's actually spider sense. Okay, that was uh, that was, Stan Lee said. I'm gonna write that into the plot of Spider Man. Spider sense. It's an actual real thing. It's freaking cosmic. Well, I'll find out about it in a handful of minutes, or not at all, and then it will be gone. Oh my gosh. It is Thursday. Oh, I know what it is. I it just hit me. It just hit me. Uh, what an asshole I am. You know. I noticed it's okay. It's too damn quiet in here. I can hear Daisy snoring. I'm like I can never hear her snoring. What what is going on there? In the uh, window is the air conditioner, the uh, window rattler air conditioner, which on a day like today, I don't need, but I turn the fan on so that my really conservative Christian neighbor doesn't hear me telling everybody to go fuck themselves. So uh, it's very important because a lot of the times I, I raise my voice and, and you can actually hear it because the actual window is open and then the window air conditioner is in there. And then there's little slats on the side. They don't really stop any sound. So if I am here screaming, fuck you, my neighbor is going to hear that. And I have a funny story about that. So let me, uh, let me turn this thing on, and then we're officially going to begin. We haven't even officially started yet. In fact, let me just do it this way. I'll officially start with this. This is Sexy Voice Andrea, and, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now with 50% less kidney. Still with 100% of the only organ that matters. I hope it was good for you. Why that means the show's begun. It's just a stupid theme. Doesn't mean anything. Good morning to you. This is a daily show where I, I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. 
in the heart of the metropolis that is uh, God's country, Hudsonville, Michigan. Theron, uh, welcome back. It's been a long time, it says. Well, here I am. Been a minute. I got a new job a few months ago. First shift, uh, shift now. Congratulations. Michael Ball is here. What's going on, buddy? I sure am slow. You are sure going to win. Michael C. just uh, donated $25 to the AT Children's Project and said that you are going to win by 15 minutes. I'll tell you what. I can guarantee this. I will show up. I will toe the line. And then the gun will go off and the race will be over. I talk a good game. But I have been working. I'm just slow. I just, I just, it's. I can't snap my fingers and make my, my, my little Armenian legs will only go so fast. So my super conservative, super sweet, super Christian neighbor. They're nicknamed. They don't know it, but they're nicknamed the Alleluia's. That is the nickname for uh, my sweet neighbor. Now, He's a principal of a of a Christian school. Like I said, this is the Bible Belt of the state of Michigan, where I live. The Calvinists, the Dutch conservatives. So that's fine. I don't have a problem. I love Jesus. Everybody knows that uh, Jesus and I go way back. But, again, my goal has been just to make the practice squad of heaven. Uh, there are a lot of assholes in the Bible who go on to become who in, in the Catholic faith, faith, I said faith, the Catholic faith are saints, but there are a long list of ornery, crabby, assholish saints. They, it's just a fact. I'm not saying I'm one of those. I'm just using that as a template. I'm still going to be me. I am still going to say things that I go, ooh, I didn't want so-and-so to hear that. Oh, shit. So, this was years ago. And my son was trading in a car. This old jalopy he had. And I go, yeah, Jim, we got to get everything out of this car. And so, I'm seated, I'm seated in the passenger seat. And, I, and he's standing outside with a garbage bag. And I open up the glove box. And... Uh, I'm pulling all the shit he's got in there and hey, throw this away, throw this away. And uh, uh, one of the things that was in there was a book um, by some Christian author. Uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, let's see. Who wrote? I think the uh, book was called The Comeback. Anyway, it's some Christian writer. No, I don't think that that's who it was. But it doesn't matter. It's some some uh, some Christian writer wrote this book that uh, uh, my old pal Jeff Joush from Striders, who's kind of like me, very assholeish, but uh, does believe in Jesus, loves Jesus very much. He gave Jim this book. Uh, hey, man, read this book. And Jim uh, puts it in his glove box, stays there forever. Well. I, I go to, uh, I go here, and uh, I go, what, what is this? 
and, and this is going to sound terrible, but again, I, I, I preface this about who I am, and I don't mean it when I say this. I would never, okay, Jesus knows I love him, so all of you dicks that are going to cringe when you hear what I said and who heard it, you know where this is going. Just shut up right now. Let me get out in front of that and tell you to shut the fuck up. So Jim goes, I, I go, Jim, Jim, what is this? He goes, oh, yeah, that's a, a, a Christian book that uh, Jeff gave me. And I go, get this Jesus shit out of here. So and then I look up and oh, the whole hallelujah family is as they're getting into the minivan wearing suits on a beautiful Sunday. Are, they all whip their heads around and look at me like, what the fuck did you just say? And I'm like, oh no, I so didn't mean that. And I and I go, ah. I just kind of look away like I don't. I'm acting like I don't know that they're staring at me. What in a horrible, awkward moment this was. Shit. You know, you just bury it in your soul. You chalk it up to stupidity. You say you're sorry and you move on. Uh, that, that's how you handle that like a man. I didn't say anything. I just shut my mouth. Years later, Jesus would say, you remember that time when you threw that book that Jeff gave Jim in the garbage and you said, uh, hey, uh, yeah, this it, it, get rid of that Jesus shit. Do you remember that when you did that? Yeah. Well, you got to give this guy a kidney. So get your ass in gear, you fucking idiot. All right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. I, I get you, I get you. I, I, I know, how to, checks and balances. I'll give the kidney uh, to make up for saying your name like that. Oh, God, what an asshole. I'm so, I deserve this. I'm such a dick. That's why I like the fan on in the window. The fan or the, it's the fan set up on the air conditioner so that it kind of deadens the noise. The hope is the MFs that I drop on a daily basis will not reach those beautiful, sensitive ears. I love these people so much. I've told this story before, but uh, Brian, hallelujah. They went up north with the whole family. They have one, two, four beautiful children. And again, these are really, really sweet souls. And... um. There was one moment when the oldest kid forgot to put his uh, car, somehow the car, he put it in the driveway and I don't know how it happened, but he runs in the house and the car rolls back down the driveway. I don't know if he had it in neutral. There was a bad transmission or what, but it rolls all the way. It wasn't neutral. It rolled all the way down the driveway and destroyed his own mailbox. R drove over the uh, wooden post that goes into the ground and fucking thing sideways. He calls up his dad and he goes, well, uh, do your best to get it fixed. And the kid's like trying to finagle his, I don't know how he was even attempting it. So I go, hey, buddy, let me, let me help you. And he's like, you know, stranger danger. This is this is a young adult, but he's. They always look at me with a with a kind of a wary eye because I'm the guy who said, "Ah, get get rid of the cheese shit, and throw it away." And so, I I, I told this story. Uh, I think I was working on the radio at the time. You know, like when you're uh, uh I, I I took some ropes and put it around it, and then got some tent stakes. <laughs> 
and use that whole system of pulling it one way and then pulling it the other way to like hold it up so the, the we actually did get it up and uh I, I had all these ropes hanging off of the thing, going into the ground with 10 stakes to keep it upright. So I helped him out and I go, hey, uh, buddy, do you mind if I talk? And I, he knew where I was going with that. that if I would, you know, I wanted to ask him if it was, if I could talk about it on the radio. And he goes, sure, sure, Mr. Z, I don't listen to your radio show. And he just says it just like that. And I felt like a, like a, like I'd, uh, I don't know. I felt like an evil soul. The way he said it, uh, I don't listen to your radio show. Like, oh, shit. I know you don't. I know, I know you don't. I know what you listen to, and that's okay. Um, again, Eric, practice squad, heaven. Um, my neighbors, uh, all pro, you know, Hall of Fame. Sports analogy. That's kind of how it goes. This dude, uh, my neighbor, Brian, he is just, I, I can't, I have never, ever seen any type of uh, consternation or stress on this gentleman's face. He's always just so sweet. And someone had said in the comments, Ned Flanders, he's not dorky. He's just good. He's a warm, sweet soul. I love him so much. He was driving in the UP of Michigan where, you know, you, you keep it between the lines when you're in the UP of Michigan, like literally on the road. If you veer off, it's not long before you find trouble. He was towing a trailer. He missed where he needed to be in the uh, RV resort somewhere up there, you know. Who cares? I, I, I rarely go up there. It just scares me up there. The people are different up there. Everybody's like, oh, the UP is great. Yeah, the, the woods and the tranquility is great. The people are not. And this is why. So he sees a resident who has uh, a, a driveway that kind of does a half moon. You can pull in and then beautifully while you're uh, uh, towing this uh, travel trailer turn around and then head back down the road this homeowner is sick of this behavior by people who do this exact thing so Brian goes around the half moon and there is a barricade there and he goes huh and then he, uh, he says to his kid, the same one who drove over the mailbox, I go, hey, buddy. Or he, he says to him, hey, buddy, go move that barricade. This is like the type of thing, uh, street clothes, crowd control. You know, it's like on like a horse, saw horse or whatever, and it's like an angled two-by-four down, painted yellow. Go move that. This is at night. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Kid gets out, and as soon as he puts his hands on it, everybody hears... Get your hands off of that thing right there. Hold it. Don't you touch my property. Some rootin' tootin' asshole comes out with his fat bitch wife and a moo-moo on the porch. Say, yeah, that's right. You go get him, man. Go get him, man, son of a bitch. And this guy goes, but get your hands off of that. I told you, get your hands off of that right now. Kid's like, what the fuck? 
kids like, gee willikers, oh darn it, oh shucks dad, we're in a pickle. And, and dad gets out. And he's like, hey, uh, hey, friend. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, just wanted to turn around. You ain't doing anything. You're on private property. I'll tell you that right now, son bitch. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we do have to turn around. You're going to have to back in the way you came. There ain't no other alternative for you. Keep your hands off that sign. And so... Now, Brian is, and, and then he, and then the guy goes, and I better not see one bit of tire on the grass. You got to keep it on the, uh, on the gravel. And he was serious too. And he's standing there, this old fucker watching the, the tires of both the truck and the travel trailer. You're getting close. Watch it. Start over. And, and this took a while. Brian wasn't that skilled at it. Some of you could probably easily do this, but it, Brian was struggling. <laughs> he's explaining to me the hot water that he's in. And this took forever. And the guy, this stupid old man, this is the way they think up there. This is why we need to bomb these people, okay? Was um, satisfied, rather than just getting Brian out of there and say, get, get the hell off my property. Uh, you shouldn't do that around here. This is, or I don't know, putting, um, putting uh, one of those fucking barricades up on the other end of the half moon driveway. I, there's a million other things he could have done. Instead, he's going to stand there for however long it took Brian to back the fucking thing all the way back the way he came. It's like, what an asshole. What a fucking asshole. So poor Brian, he diffused it by doing exactly what this man said. Now, I would not have done that. I'd have just driven over the fucking thing and said, yeah, go fuck yourself, you stupid old man. And uh, and then that would have been that. But not Brian. No way. No way, no how. He is uh, he is one of a kind. I love that guy so much. So, all right. I had no intention of going down this road, but there, here we are. Here we are yet again. Oh, man. As you know, this is a daily podcast where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Normally, I'm on Facebook. I kind of got banned until tomorrow. Well, tomorrow won't be on Facebook either. It's in, it's uh, ex- It was exactly seven days that they banned me, and I the uh, the trouble I caused uh, is that uh, I think expires at like three, four, five p.m. You'll know it because I'll immediately go back on there and pick another fight. Um, so yeah, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. When it's there, like it and share it. It's brought to you when it's there by Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. A Periscope video on Twitter is brought to you by my friends at blue frost. IT retweet it with a snarky comment, please. And then there's YouTube brought to you by Frank, the tank fuss. And my policy shop insurance. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up, please. And the audio as soon as I get done with this live show. Wherever you download podcasts. Which the push. The Anthony Cumia bump. Continues to have an influence 
on your old pal Eric Zane. Hey, how do you know how many people are listening to your show? Well, there's a, a little spot right here uh, online that I'm, I'm just holding my phone up. It says, see where it says analytics there? That's what I am constantly refreshing each and every 15 minutes. How many are listening? How many are listening? Now, I mean, I've said this before. This is not a giant show. I have just enough audience to be able to make the meter move with my sponsors, and I've been grinding at it for now. Oh, I guess this is show 653 or something like that. of a daily podcast, so we're approaching three years. And I've been completely content with what I've achieved up to this point. But what I did not know was the sudden impact of being on the Kumia show on August 10th. At that point, I was in uh, New York City on Tuesday, August 10th. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I finished up my vacation. Saturday, Sunday. And then the, that following Monday is when I started to podcast again from the studio after the vacation. And I noticed it ticked up. I go, oh, that's nice. I got a, a handful more. And then the next day, a little more. That was, uh, and then it just kind of took off. Um, what was an average of, uh, I'm not going to lie, 12, 13,000 a week has now gone up to about 40 to 45,000 downloads a week. I had my biggest day ever yesterday. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I had in one day, 7,570 downloads of the audio podcast. That's why I tell you to subscribe to the audio podcast. I get an internet point for every single one of those. And uh, that blows away my previous record of just a handful of days earlier when it was like uh, somewhere over probably about 64, 6,500 people uh, downloaded the show. So it's been fucking on fire. Shut up, Terry. Terry writes, how's bragging camp going? Oh, you say that thinking that I can do nothing. Well, I hope you're hungry because I don't have one second for you to eat. I have 300 seconds for you to consume with that smart ass comment. How does that take? uh, How does that taste? You fucking hillbilly. Okay, go ahead and look at your gems and your crystals for 300 seconds uh, while I sit there and enjoy the fact that it says Terry is blocked for five minutes. Ha! (laughs) Where you wrote, how's bragging camp going? Tyler wrote, how's 300 seconds camp going? Yes! You see, silver lining on the fact that the show is not on Facebook right now. That means uh, you dumb bastards are enjoying it on YouTube, where I can very easily just shove 300 seconds down your throat. I can't do that on Facebook. We might have to keep it that way. Uh-huh. There you go. So, uh, but no, seriously, in all honesty, um, that windfall of audience from the Kumia thing 
and the um, and then doing the pilot for Compound Media, which I still think you should check out. Just go to compoundmedia.com and sign up for three days free. You will love that. Dean, um, with the comment, how's my Pooh Bear? Uh, she doesn't like men with square heads, and she's married. So why don't you uh, shove 300 seconds into your dick hole, you fucking gross <laughs> mongrel. Go give a hand job to one of the horses you're taking care of. There you go. What do you think of that? SFD is hungry, looking for a timeout. That would be sick fuck Dean. He already got it. You don't think I see these things when you assholes type this shit, but I see it. Patriot Nick says, I'm hungry. Can I get 300, please? No, asshole. You got to do something that's offensive. You can't just ask for 300 seconds, you dumb dick. God, you guys put me in a bad mood. All right. What the hell was I? Uh, yesterday, speaking of uh, my wife, that sick fuck Dean asked about. She's in kind of a uh, learning curve mode with this new job. Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is again not easy work when you're dealing with um, uh, young people in the foster care system, and you have moms and dads that want to get their kids back, but for one reason or another, that's a struggle. I mean, you're you're dealing with some serious shit here, and it, it, it weighs on a person. So I think that this position actually has potential to be much more mentally taxing on the queen of the forest. That means that I must dig deep into my wealth of husband experience for what is 29 years of maritable, maritable, marital bliss except for one three-month period of time that, that, uh, that things weren't so great, but we ended up fixing it. That was my fault, by the way. Never really talked about that. And I won't now, so just shut up. But anyway, I know full well, just by an expression on a face, what I need to do and how I should behave. This is how, for all you people that are only, you know, 10, 15 years in a marriage, how you succeed at marriage. Okay, so this is marriage advice from your old pal, Eric Zane. As I used to work with, uh, uh, back in the Freebird Hot Wings show, this is so fucking ridiculous that it was even said in the first place. Greg, now I'm just, I'm being tongue in cheek here. I'm being totally silly when I talk about how great of a husband I am. But Greg used to actually stop on the radio show and he would constantly, well, every handful of weeks, he would say on the radio and Hot Wings and I would look at each other every time he did it and he would go, uh, he would seriously, and I, we, we couldn't figure out the why he would do it, but he would go out of his way. And some of you may even remember this. If you ever have, if any of you have audio of it from your old archives, I, I would love to get my hands on the moment that Greg would say this. He would go, you know, I'm a great husband. 
I mean, I, I'm not good at anything else. I can't fix anything. I can't swim. I'm a picky eater. I'm not good at sports. Uh, I'm not physically fit, but I am a great husband. I, I know that for a fact. And he was serious. And Howings and I would look at each other like, what the fuck are you? And we'd kind of like, th- th- this would lead, lead to one of those talk behind his back moments. And then the second he would leave the room to go, whatever, go to the bathroom or something like that. Hobbins and I would look at each other and go, what the fuck was that? I'm, and then Hobbins go, yeah, I know. Hey, everybody, I'm a great husband. Who says that? Whoever, whoever just goes out of the way to seriously say on the radio, hey, everybody, uh, I'm a great husband. I don't know if you know that. I am such an excellent husband. And so then we decided that we're going to fuck with him the next time he says it. And then, um, sure enough, a couple weeks go by. Greg says, I'm a great husband. And then Chris and I go, really? Wow. Well, we have never heard that. How cool that you're calling yourself a great husband. Please tell us more about how great of a husband you are. I am just dying to hear this. And man, the, this is this was the these were the moments that led to oh uh, I mean, that was that was building a fortress of resentment with those moments right there that was but to me some of my favorite things that have ever happened ever on the planet to look at that dummy and say you realize you are saying on the radio that you are a great husband and you're serious you're actually saying hey everybody I'm better than you at being a husband that is a fucking stupid thing to say. It's horrible. Nobody talks like that. So that kind of shut him up quick. And uh, was I don't think we ever heard that again. I think we had heard it for years, him telling the world that he's a great husband. And we're sitting there going, yeah, shut up. If it, if people don't talk like that. What the fuck are you doing? I'm a great husband, you dope. Jesus. Anyway, probably can't say that now. Probably, probably, uh, if we hadn't said it, it, it probably wouldn't come up nowadays. I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's not going to that well now. In fact, nobody on that show is, if I understand this correctly. Queen of the Forest FaceTimes me. It's like 540. Now, I know that I've got a list of things that, well, one particular thing that has to happen. I need to take this RV that's in the driveway, drive it to the storage place. She follows me. I get in her car. We come home. It's been there two days. Homeowners Association is going to bitch. You can't leave these fucking things in the driveway for two days or more. Anything more than two days. And, uh, she starts out the conversation on, on the FaceTime with. I am just exhausted. I'm not even going to Meyer to go get Kevy's, uh, the NFK's grocery list and the dirty 30. I am just so beat. Just so glad I'm going home so I can just get in my it'll be jammy time. I can uh, play Candy Crush. Watch Game Show Network with Kevy. Call it a night. I'm just tired. I've had it. She's she's just she's just stressed because the job is 
you know, there's a lot of driving involved and just busy work that she's just getting used to and a lot of training. And so I say, oh, um, okay. What? I can read it on the face. It's like if I say anything. I don't, and I go, well, nothing. And I go, that's okay. I can just, I can take care of it tomorrow. Take care of what tomorrow? Um, the RV. I, I, I just had to take it back. And man, the color drains out of her face. And she's just like, has this look like she's going to kill me. She's giving me the same look that Greg used to give me when I used to make fun of him for saying that he's a great husband on the radio every other week. And I go, um, yeah, I can, uh, I can just reach out to Chris. He's the president of the HOA, and I'll just, I'll just say, hey, can I pray, bring him back tomorrow? He'll probably tell me it's no problem. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll just do it. We'll just do it. And, uh, and I go, well, okay. Well, how about we, how about we do this? Uh, I'll go there, and then uh, you and I together will go to Meyer, and we'll just walk through the store. I don't, I don't get out of the house much. To me, this is like a vacation, and uh, I'll do everything. Just we, and then we'll be together. So I'm trying to put that positive spin on it. Yeah, whatever. It hangs up. Oh, shit. So then I know the clock is ticking. I got to get this RV, everything out of it because she doesn't want to wait. And then I and then I had to break the news for that. I had to go dump it because the the the, the tanks are full. The gray water and the black water. I got, oh, fuck. This is not good. I go, I got to get this kitchen clean. So I clean the kitchen as fast as I fucking can. If she comes home with all of that, now she's pissed. To a dirty kitchen? Are you kidding me? You gotta have that kitchen clean. She hates coming home to a dirty kitchen. Comes home just as I'm finishing it up. Thank God. Because you know I'm a great husband, guys. <laughs> you know I'm a great husband. And uh, it ended up working out. She she calmed down. And then, oh, okay. Here's another uh, uh, pro move for you. And she goes, the garbage is going out today. I'm going to go clean the cat boxes. I go, well, let me do that. I go, I right, let, let me clean the cat boxes. I, I should be doing that regularly anyway. You, you should not be doing that. I got it. Okay. She goes down the steps. I go outside. The neighbor says, uh, Diana, it's got a new job. I want her to tell me about it. Where is she? I go, I'll go get her. Oh, yes. So Diana's now, she's, lifting the shit out of the cat boxes and I, I go hey honey what I go Etta wants to talk to you right now about your new job she's just dying to hear it let me finish the cat boxes okay yeah make sure you do a good job there's a lot of doo-doo and oh no problem I get it I, I don't skew but I just dump the shit right in the trash put open up a couple new bags pour it in there done one minute job ah and then she came around. You see, now, back in the day, I would have antagonized her. If on the FaceTime, uh, I say, yeah, I got to take the, uh, well, I know you can't get it. It's not jammy time. We got to take the motor home back. And she'd have made a funny face. I would have said, what? What's your problem? The fuck is wrong with you? You can't do that. got to let it slide. This is how you keep your poo bear points. All right. Some of you are pros at marriage. I think Justin Schaefer is pretty skilled at marriage, from what I understand. I mean, I've seen him in action. And let's be honest here. Uh, 
Why did I say Justin Schaefer? It's Jason Schaefer. I'm reading. It says uh, Justin must be the one, which is something I, I need to talk about. Uh, uh, Jacqueline's sweet boyfriend. Jason Schaefer is a pro at marriage. Glad I caught that. All of you are probably like, oh, no, I can't believe you said that. What an asshole. Jason's a pro because Andrea is, oh, my God. Every day there's something that makes Jason go, oh, fuck. Are you serious? behind every uh, ball-breaking woman is a historically patient husband. I don't know if that saying is quite accurate. I think I think that's a little bit twisted, but you get the idea. Yes, Justin is on my brain. My uh, incredibly sweet princess of the forest daughter, Jacqueline, her boyfriend, Justin, This is proof positive, in my opinion, that one day he will be referred to as son-in-law. One day, when that uh, when that happens, I I I just I'm I'm very confident. And yesterday, it was like if there was ever any doubt, what went down yesterday is proof. He just started to play soccer. He's never played soccer in his life. He played soccer with Jackie in like a beer league. So it's Jackie, Justin, a bunch of other uh, couples and people that play soccer and they do their thing. Jacqueline, despite 8 million knee operations, she has blown out two ACLs. Okay. ACL blew out, repaired. Uh, Other leg ACL blew out, repaired. The second ACL developed scar tissue and had to have an operation on. And then that same one, the first surgery failed on it, so they had to do another reconstruction. She has had three knee reconstructions and a fourth surgery on two legs, on two knees. Four surgeries on two knees. Three on one, one on the other. Here she is playing soccer. Justin gets done, goes home. Jackie continues to play. Thank God she wasn't hurt. But Justin says, tough loss in our first game, and he sends it in the group chat. Diana looks at it and goes, oh, okay, I want to hear how Justin did in a soccer game. She calls him, and we are coming back from Meyer. We're actually in, at the ATM. And uh, she's talking to him, and so the conversation goes on for several minutes, and then I just happened to gaze and look at the phone to the FaceTime conversation. And I can tell from the sad settings of where he's seated and what I see, he's taking a dump. And I, I go, is he taking a shit right now? Jackie goes, yeah, the, yeah. Or uh, Diana goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? First of all, why did he pick it up? knowing that it's you and and why are you not saying oh my god what are you doing justin and hanging up on him you guys are actually engaged in a conversation when shit is flying out of his asshole his potential mother-in-law is speaking to him while he's taking a dump and i'm like what the fuck is going on here i go now and then uh the conversation ends and i go diana that, that was all sorts of wrong. 
when your uh, sweet mother was alive, God rest the eternal soul of Carolyn Sue Ward, would I have been uh, uh, taking a dump at their home and uh, needed to talk to your mother and swung open the door and leaned into the door and said, hey, Sue, Sue, come here so I can see your face while I'm taking a shit. Would I have said, hey, uh, hey, can you believe... uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the uh, party we're going to have. The neighbors are coming over. What's for dinner again? Oh, we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to roast a pig. Okay, sounds good. We're getting a keg? Yeah, all right, great. Think uh, Jerry's going to do a keg stand? True story. Old man did a keg stand. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Okay, well, all right. Uh, it's been good talking to close the door. That would never happen. To me, this is proof that Justin is the one. Jesus. I would never dream of that. LOL, Justin, Jason. Wow, your family. I don't know how you do it. You're absolutely right, Chris. Tyler says, was he also eating an ice cream cone in reference to my beloved daughter, his girlfriend, taking a dump and eating an ice cream cone? I forgot all about that. How sick is that? Andrea says, there's something to say about Jason for having to put up with me, but it's not patience. Uh Uh-oh. I think I'm going to call him Justin in bed next time. People aren't allowed to talk to me on the shitter, Patriot Nick says. Yeah, that's a great, a great thing. I, I don't like it either. I am with you. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a, a we don't talk about it time. My gosh. The open and the live stream of this catastrophe brought to you this time around by Full House Comedy formerly known as Back Alley Comedy Club. They've changed their name. There is one venue that's actually called Back Alley Comedy Club. That's the one, the big room, part of Sherman Bowling Center. But uh, what you got here is uh, various clubs throughout uh, West Michigan. The Listening Room, Park Theater in Holland. Listening Room is part of Celebration Cinema downtown. Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. Spectrum Lanes. Rockford Lanes, Howard City Lanes, all part of ba- Pyramid Scheme, all part of Full House Comedy Clubs, I guess. Get a full listing of shows at fullhousecomedy.com. Go see a comedy show. You will be supporting longtime sponsor Big Dick Donnie Veltman as we try to get him back on the on his feet. Uh, not exactly uh, easy to be running a business where you're encouraging people to gather when you know there's a uh, culling of the population going on where if we get together, uh, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be dead. So there you go. But still, he's at it right now. Tonight, Ryan O'Flanagan, who is going to join me at uh, in about 46 minutes. He is at uh, Spectrum Lanes in beautiful Wyoming, Michigan tonight. 
tomorrow. He is at Billy's Lounge. And then September 11th, Back Alley Comedy Club in beautiful Muskegon, Michigan, part of Sherman Bowling Center. You want tickets? Go to fullhousecomedy.com. Cannot forget about Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Their website, E, the letter E, R, the letter R, V-I-N-E-S, E-R, Vines, Irvines.com. 616-532-6600. You have a trusted source. Uh, Jamie, the matriarch of the family, she is uh, in charge. She owns Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Um, pretty rare lady owner of a, uh, of a shop. And um, it's absolutely fantastic. Sometimes you go there, you'll see her smiling face. Uh, retired Air Force veteran. Or you might see her lovely daughter, Megan. Also one of the people in charge. Then you got Eric. I would say, you know, Eric is the husband of Jamie. I, you know, I mean, if you're smart, he's going to call himself third in command. He's one of the techs. You got Bruce there. And I need more names of people that you've hired. A trusted place to get your vehicles repaired. Domestic, Asian, European, just about anything at all. Uh, with the exception of like Volkswagens. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They are along 44th Street, three blocks east of 131. The street is called Stafford that they are actually on. Then there's Sarah Honda Granville with with an abundance of certified pre-owned and used vehicles on the lot. Still having a bit of an issue navigating that uh, the uh, idea about new cars, and that's an issue across the country right now, uh, pandemic-related. The cars are there, but they're missing a microchip or something like that, which I still don't understand how this works. Wouldn't you build the car and then put the microchip in? I don't know. Maybe they don't have the chips. I think that's the case. So they build them anyway. In a lot of cases, they go to lots, and then they, like, push them over to the spot on the lot, and then they're, they're still waiting for, like, an order of, of uh, uh, microchips to show up, and then they, like, uh, like hors d'oeuvres go to each car and put them into the car, and then it runs. That's what I'm understanding. There's a shortage of these. No idea why. I think it's pandemic-related. Shortage of silicone or something? Who knows? It's all a shit show right now. But uh, nevertheless, SarahHondaGranville.com. S-E-R-R-A. SarahHondaGranville.com. Check out their website. See what they have available. Or just drop in. Say hi to Thad or Cameron. Tell them that the Eric Zane Show podcast sent you on your way. Well... That is a fast 40-something minutes of podcasting, and I haven't even touched on what I wanted to talk about. I can't wait to show you the video of this Waffle House brawl. Forgot who sent this to me. might have been Mike Ball. I think it was Mike Ball. Mike Ball sends me some great brawls. 
I'm going to break this one down just a second, but I got to pee. I have to pee so bad. Holy crap. Two cups of coffee will do that. All right. So you sit tight, and I'll be right back with you. Okay? All right. Don't go anywhere. All right. I might not be working this weekend. My Doobie Brothers trip got canceled. So I'm kind of like waiting for uh, another gig to come in, uh, limo-wise. And it, it's usually like that. It's like they just say, hey, can you do this trip? We got, uh, you need to pick up customers in uh, whatever, Fenville. They want to go on a wine tour. Pick somebody, pick up some rich dude. And then go over to the to like wine country of Michigan. And they go to like different wineries. Then I just sit there and, and watch Netflix and like earn money just sitting there watching Netflix. Great job. But uh, I was supposed to pick up the Doobie Brothers for the fucking concert. But the old codgers, one of the bastards got COVID. Uh, so that kind of wrecked everything. I was excited about the possibility of that, man. The fucking Doobie Brothers. And Michael McDonald was back with him. But that's not happening, so I might be... Okay, another pro move. If the weekend opens up like this, Eric, use this opportunity to uh, do chores around the house. Keep the queen of the forest happy. That's what you need to do. So that might be in my future. All right. Waffle House, Waffle House, meet me at the Waffle House. Thank you to Mike Ball for sending this along. Um, I will do the share screen so that... um, If you are uh, enjoying the show live, you'll be able to see what I see. All right. And then I will also play the audio that accompanies it for the uh, audio um, audience. But remember, I, uh, I share these links in the show notes of this show. Okay. Uh, ATL uncensored is, uh, is the site. Okay, now you have. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the uh, 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 breakdown here. The um, the the ethnocent the ethnocentric nature of the group. It's a bunch of black people at the Waffle House. I don't know about you, but I think that our black brothers and sisters are a, a hell of a lot more qualified to entertain when it comes to moments like this. And I'm referring to the narration of the person who's shooting the video, who has enough sense and uh, stage presence and PT Barnum like skills to start with a shot of his eggs and sausage that he's got in front of him at the bar. He starts with that, and then he pans to the left. And there's one guy who's getting tons of shit from, looks to be two or three women. 
and he's done something wrong, and these women are pissed, okay? And he's just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, and he knows it's coming. And these ladies are, are they, they look immaculate. They're just beautiful, lovely ladies, and he's done something to piss them off, and they're giving him tons of shit, and it's great. And then all of a sudden, the dude who's behind the counter uh, uh, serving the meat and three to the patrons, he walks around to this guy, and he grabs him by the shirt. He goes, motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. And he goes to throw him out. And then the dude getting thrown out, he unloads a harsh right. And, man, it connects on Waffle House Guy. Now, these two dudes, they look like they can throw. They look like they're in shape. They're young. They're fit. They're not fat and disgusting. And they get into a brawl that you're going to see here. It's reminiscent of Ty Domi, Bob Prober. I mean, these guys don't stop throwing, and they're connecting, and they look like they know what they're doing. It's not a wild affair. It's a good fucking fight. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you ATL Uncensored's Waffle House Brawl. Here we go. <laughs> this guy's great. Okay, so there you are. She's sitting there. They're giving him the business. The skinny chick is giving dude in the red shirt and the do-rag the business. All these other people are like, yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. This is a, this is a, this is a, an, another day, another brawl. Okay. Big mama here. This lard ass with the giant eyelashes is like, get the fuck out of here. I can handle this, you skinny ass motherfucker. And she, uh, she's pushing skinny chick, who's her friend, out of the way. She's like, you know, I, I know you can handle him, but I really want to do some damage. So I'm going to now, – now, none of these women end up getting in the fight, and they're probably pissed off about that because Waffle House dude is going to white knight them and throw this motherfucker's uh, ass out of here. So here we go. They all I'm saying get up. No, here it is. What's it? Oh! Oh, hold on! Oh. Hold on! Oh. Yes! 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 Oh, look at him! All right! Yes! All right! Now these guys have exchanged major blows. Did you see the punches that were landing there? Holy shit! Okay, I'm backing it up without the sound. Uh, but but the guy going oh oh this is what I'm talking about now look at the f- looks on all these faces this woman's actually uh, it's guy it's frozen but she's saying shit and this chick here who's uh, who looks like she's wearing a bra and uh, and a mini skirt for God's sake they're all like oh man it's on okay so again pushes him out and then right here the right hand is holding the door open and then this right hand here. He's going to get some momentum. This foot is up. He's going to plant and just right cave this guy's head in. Boom. Excellent. So sweet. And this guy takes it like a champ. Okay, now he's like, all right, motherfucker, it's on. Quickly recovers. Holds him with the left. This right is going to get free. That's what Prober was known for. And then boom, right here. Oh, one, two, three. Oh, three big shots. Four. Now, this the dude in the red's getting the arm up. He's kind of deflecting, taking a little momentum off of those punches. Okay? Now, if this guy, the Waffle House dude, went downstairs and chopped him down like Rocky did to Apollo, 
this would be all over, man. Bust of those ribs, his liver, the whole deal. So now, okay, uh, now dude goes down, no, more punches. Now you're thinking, dude in the red, he just took another shot. He is unfazed for him after that pounding to come back. All right, and now he takes another shot, and then boom, he connects with a right, and it just keeps going on. I wish this went on. One of my favorite fights in recent memory right there. Oh, oh my gosh, absolutely fantastic. I love it so much. Man, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is a perfect time to bring in our, our guest here. And I'm pretty sure he was able to watch it at the same time that you all were uh, from Dumpster Divers. It is time for Let's Kill with Kyle. Kyle. I like that, dude. Nailed it. How's yes. it going? Yes, I got it right after several weeks. How are you? I'm doing pretty solid. A little tired, but I got the old, the old coffee, so I'm ready to go, dude. Did you happen to see that Waffle House fight when I was playing it? I did. I was watching and enjoying have you ever been in a full-on fist fight like that, Kyle? I have. I, I'm i undefeated, too, which is why I'll never get in another fight again, because I want to keep that 100%, dude. You have a real lankiness to you, and I think that you're very strong. So I would, I th- would think that you would be a real challenge to fight. You've got some real reach there. You've got a height advantage. And, and I, I've never seen your... Uh, uh, third gear, but I imagine if we apply a little uh, red rage, you would be a killer. That it's it's true. I have, uh, as you can tell, like very laid back, relaxed. I like to chill. So you know, in that in that mode of life, you know, you let stuff just roll off the shoulders. But it does get it rolls off the shoulders and then ends up like in your stomach, just waiting. So then sometimes a bunch of pent up rage will come out in a fight situation. Uh, can you give us a timeline of when the last T uh, last time you got into a huge fight, Kyle? Sorry. What was that? When was the last time you got into a big brawl? Oh, it was college. I, I only, I've only, I only got into fights when I was, when I was drunk. That's, that's it. Um, that's where the pent up rage comes out. But, um, yeah, the bit, last brawl I got in was in college for sure. And it was, I was picking up a buddy from a party and I was oh. sleeping before that. So I, I'm actually, I'll lie. The last one, I wasn't drunk. I was sleeping and my buddy needed to get picked up. So I went to go pick him up. Next thing you know, he was just getting blown up in the yard and I had to go in there and stop it. And I got smoked and then I smoked another couple of other dudes and it was over very quick. But <laughs> All right. Uh, you're older now. You've got, um, you've got, you've got children. You, you have one or two, just one, right? Just one. Yep. Yeah. And you have your lovely better half who will never again be referred to as Mrs. Dumpster. We've covered that. Covered uh, it. Have we, uh, have we talked about, have you discussed with your lovely better half uh, what we shall refer to her as? Or do, is she never, ever mentioned? I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah. So she goes, well, at first she was just very pragmatic about it. She goes, well, he can just call me my name. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, but there's no there's no mystery. There's no valor there. You know what I mean? So I was like, we got to come up with something. So we came up with um, just what I call it, which is blue. Very good. That's what I call we're going, it. We're going with blue. Blue. What is uh, what what was the genesis of calling her blue? 
That's a, a solid question. And I like the use of the word Genesis there. Um, so here's the thing. Um, what happened was when we were getting together and like, you know, learning about each other and stuff, you know, it was like very, very like, uh, what's the term? Like, you know how like everybody's like getting together, not everybody's getting together, but people get together and they're like, oh, this person is like the female version of me or whatever. Everybody says it, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so I didn't, I didn't want to be all cheesy and stuff like that. So anyways, but it turned out that we were, we actually were very similar and we are very similar. Um, so the thing is, my favorite color is blue and her favorite color is blue. So all of these like complex similarities between us, like when you boiled it all down to like the very basic essence of how we're similar, it was the color blue. So that's how, that's how we came up with it. Cause it was like the simple, the simplest way to say that we're the same. Um, for the long-windedness of that answer, I kind of hate. <laughs> I, I I I kind of hate you right now for the amount of time it took for you to tell me that. You realize you could have just said our favorite color is blue, and it would have and we would have been on to talking about something that's fun. I do that all the time, and that's people always just. Once I start talking, and then I, I'm looking at people, and then they start giving me a certain look. I know that I'm talking. <laughs> too much. But at that point, you have to keep going. You can't just stop. You know what I mean? No, I uh, I appreciate the stick to itiveness, but um, I almost died from boredom. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, That's okay. It was I almost like it was almost like Hot Wings was in the room again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I talk about her all the time for very long periods of time. So my bad. I just have it to just talk. Kyle, I, I know you're a Lions fan. The idea was floated that you and I watch the Lions with the sound down, and then we do a show while we're watching that catastrophe. Yes. Um, do you have a prediction about our beloved Lions this weekend? They host the San Francisco 49ers. Here's the thing. I'm going for a win, baby. I uh, Am I super positive about it? No. I was just talking to um, to Blue blues dad yesterday he was like what uh he's like what do you think about i'm like well realistically i mean we're playing 17 games like i say realistically maybe we win six games but that's not how i live my life i live my life in the what i want to happen realm and what i want to happen is i think we sneak into the playoffs maybe nine wins what? nine and the eight playoffs what sneaking in. <laughs> sneaking in because the bears are going to be a dumpster fire Aaron Rodgers is going to break his arm in week four. Um, the Vikings have been a dumpster fire for years, so screw the Vikings. I, I don't know. That, and we can sneak into the playoffs. All of those teams kick the shit out of us every year. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's 2021, baby. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of those Lions fans that just forget about all the other years. You know, from time to time in an NFL season, a team will f- come out of nowhere and go on an incredible run. It it has happened. It's very rare. I mean, honestly, I think as Lions fans, if that uh, lightning in a bottle were to take place and they ended up, you know, winning 10, 11, 12 games, I think that the state of Michigan would actually explode if that type of Lion mania took place. I mean, it would be incredible and then eventually the the run would end because i mean it, it is extremely difficult to get that type of uh momentum and continue it all the way to a super bowl win i mean uh, it, 
it just it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, typically, if a team is, um, I mean, I think one of the biggest surprises uh, in hindsight, believe it or not, was the Tampa Bay Bucks because it was there was some real mystery to whether or not they would be able to really pull it together with this old quarterback. But boy, did they! Uh, in hindsight, it wasn't a surprise, but uh, uh, you know, at the time, it was like, holy shit, they are for real. But I don't know, man. That would be a real uh, God. I, I just don't see it happening. But if it did, it would be fantastic. I'm with you. I think that we're going to, I just think we're going to look rough for like a little bit there. Like, I think we'll probably lose Sunday, but you know, same as anything. Like when you start a new job, like you got to like figure it out for like a little bit and then you're just good at it. So I think, yeah, well, I think we're not going to look great for a little bit there, but then I think that we're just going to be like, okay, this is how we do it. And then that's, then we just do it that way. And that way is winning. (laughs) All right. Um, So, one of the things I wanted to get into is a lot of people. Um, uh, I, I do want to throw this out there, and I'll occasionally go back and look at the comments. Is people may have questions for you, Kyle? So almost like uh, with my yes. dad here, Meathead, real time. If you had a question for Kyle, hey Kyle, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that? By all means, throw that up on the live chat if you have a question. And uh, Kyle will do his best to answer it. So I just want to throw that out there. I also want to throw out that I tweeted out a uh, story that uh, Sarah, who is in the audience right now, she sent me a link. Uh, I forgot who wrote it, but I wrote, Kyle from Dumpster Divers, this is for you. It was about the zipper merge, Kyle. (laughs) What did it say? It was a disaster? It was, uh, no, it said it is the right thing to do. And people like you are 1 million percent wrong in your vigilante lane blocking and stuff like that. It, it, uh, it absolutely makes traffic smoother and easier, but there is no way that anyone will ever, ever do it. Even though it's the right thing to do, people won't do it. Who, who, wrote, the, who wrote the article? Oh, I forget. It was uh, it was a national publication and about how this person was once like you, stupid, and did not like the zipper merge. And then eventually they figured out that it actually uh, 100% uh, traffic experts at many Department of Transportation on a statewide level indicate indicate that this is the way to do it. But well, it'll never happen because jackasses like you won't let it happen. Here's a, here's what I'm saying traffic experts like why would you ever like why would you ever like walk into a party and be like yeah i'm a traffic expert like what <laughs> what even is a traffic expert you know what i mean like okay do name like like barry like i'm a traffic expert <laughs> yeah my fucking face dude you know what i mean i was thinking about the zipper merge this week though and the joke i was going to tell you my like one joke about the zipper merge uh the one joke is um I remember like last time somebody wrote uh, like, oh, like the DOT wants you to do the zipper merge. And they're being like very like, I love the DOT about it. Um, But here's what I'm saying. Here's why we shouldn't listen to the DOT, because I'm betting that back in like in the early 1940s, I bet Germany had a DOT. And you know what they were telling everybody? Get on those fucking trains. So I don't think you should listen. I don't think you should listen to the DOT at all times. (laughs) Jesus, Kyle. <laughs> I, I keep it. I keep it crazy. Oh, I better not get you banned from anything. I heard about the Facebook ban. I was. Oh yeah, well, a bunch of BS. You know, here's the thing about Facebook. Uh, <laughs> as it says in the text, if uh, you're only listening, Kyle from Dumpster Divers busts out Nazi joke. Uh, 
the Facebook ban is Facebook only cares about text. Like if right. I, because I called a guy a dumb ape, you, I, I wrote you dumb white ape or something like yeah, that. And and anytime, and since I've been popped before, this is my fourth time I got nicked. And so now they like look at, and if I don't, if I say anything that is, if the algorithm picks up and I've got uh, marks already on me, it's kind of like I'm on double secret probation. Then, so I am going to eventually get canceled on Facebook. Uh, because even if I'm saying jokingly to someone, yeah, you dumb white ape, uh, I know it's a joke. They know it's a joke. Facebook doesn't know it's a joke. Facebook can't figure nothing out. Uh, no, no, it's horrible. So then, but if I go on a podcast and I'm talking like I am right now and I tell people to go fuck themselves, that's a million times worse. But they, there's not someone listening in on what I'm saying. There's no people. It's all done by AI. And so, uh, you know, I, there's, there's no way I would ever be deplatformed by spoken word. It's only what I write. So I will not be able to get out of my own way. I eventually <laughs> will say something and that's just the way it is. I, I just, uh, you know, live by my mouth, die by my mouth. So that's basically, I don't even think that's a thing to say, but I just made that up. Before I, uh, before I answer Kenny's question that I saw him on here, I do want to say I almost got banned from Facebook one time. Because just my personal account, and here's the thing, all I did was somebody had posted like, you know, someone posts like one of those like delectable meals, like something, yeah. like you, you're scrolling through and you see like a delicious, you're like, I want to eat this. Yes. You know, post haste. I want to eat it. Right. And yeah. so anyways, one of my friends posted it and like blah, blah, blah. And I, I was like looking at the menu and how to make it and like looking at all like the, there was a bunch of cheese on it that looked really good. And I, I wrote like as a comment to her post, I wrote that I was like, I would murder a kid for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Next thing you know, they're coming after me because they think <laughs> that I really, like, really want to kill a kid. To yes. I'm, yes. Like, I, I'm like, come on, dude. It's like, you can't. It's it's just weird. It's just weird yeah. that you can make a joke and then Facebook be like, "That's not a joke. You really want to kill a kid?" Right? Like, they don't. <laughs> they don't know. They have. They have a problem with the joke, but they have no problem with you know Joe Rogan saying, "Eat horse medicine uh, that will do nothing for you but make you sick." You know what I mean? Right. Nowadays, you get a guy like Joe Rogan does that, and they they they, they put like a warning saying, uh, "Here's the right information," but they give him a fucking pass. You know, right. I call some guy a stupid white ape and I'm banned. So whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Kenny, I guess, has a question for you. Uh, and it says, uh, um, now this is going to be horrible. I want you to know this. I just want, because you don't know Kenny the way I know Kenny. And everybody in the audience is rolling their fucking eyes because this guy. Okay. Look, favorite arcade game. You got to understand. This is a dude who has about 10 stand up arcade games in his apartment. He's got arcade games toys from game of thrones and star wars and uh no sexual activity uh unless he gets lucky kyle favorite yeah. arcade game and our video games an acceptable hobby time killer to have in your opinion i like it if, yes a loaded yes. question and i'm digging it yeah. so okay. number one favorite arcade game i'm gonna say it's gotta be a tie um from, from different stages of my life number one is rampage <laughs> I like Rampage. Oh, you said the right thing. He has one of those in his living room. Oh, right on. Rampage, but also maybe uh, what was NBA Jams or NBA Showtime, whatever, like the arcade basketball game from like the 90s that you could like play. Like, 
one of those two. But the the NBA Jams one was like a little bit later, like when I was a little bit older. But um, if we're talking like I don't know, Rampage, Rampage probably beats it out because Rampage is just fun, dude. But also, there's a little hidden knowledge in there that gorillas are my favorite animals of all time. So that's part of the reason I love Rampage. I'm picking the gorilla every time. Fuck that iguana and whatever that other thing was. Give me that was gorilla, like, baby. I think it was like a Godzilla thing, wasn't it? Is yeah, that, or something like, like that. Like a big wolf or some shit. There was a wolf, yeah. But yeah, give me that big old gorilla, dude. Um, so yeah, those are my favorite arcade games. Now, the next question depends. I think it depends how, how you live your life, really. Um, uh, and, I, and, I, and I'll just, I, I just want to read it. If yes, how does uh, uh, Blue feel about them? So yeah, that's um, depends, right? So younger days like if i if i'm a single dude and i'm just living my life or whatever play those videos you know what i mean do what you want to do but like nowadays there's no way i can play a video game without getting put in yeah jail any yeah, jail because you're, you know I mean? you're a because you're a fucking adult and and uh, if, you're sitting <laughs> there, if you're sitting there playing a game i would feel i always would feel disgusted in my 20s when my wife would walk in and there's shit to be done and she's staring at me while i'm playing with fucking toys and <laughs> fucking baby crying i mean jesus put the fucking game away i do feel awkward like you know um you see like memes and like videos and whatever you see but like there's it's like part of society now or like like a thing but like the dudes playing the video game and like the girlfriends like like posting about how like oh like i make him food and like bring him the food while he's playing the game or whatever but like so here's what i'm saying if you're by yourself, like at your house or your home or your apartment, wherever you are, like if there's nobody else there, like, yeah, play the video. Yeah. But if there's other people there and it's just you playing the video game, get that shit right out of here. That's, that's I'm right there it. with you, man. I am right there with you because nothing, it's a fucking insult. If you're, if your loved one or a visitor or your kid or your dad or your mom is there and you're like, ooh, 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 playing your fucking game put that you're absolutely right i hate that i do joke uh well i don't joke i'm serious about it but like i don't know i don't know how serious about it i am but i always am joking with uh people other people like my sister has kids and there's a lot of kids like in the in the family right and they're uh -huh. at the age like all they want and i don't understand it because i was a kid in the 90s but like all they want to do is just get an adult's phone and like watch youtube videos of other kids playing with toys which I don't yeah. get. And right. the other one, they want to like watch or they want to like play like games on the phone or whatever. And then they lose their shit. And you're like, no, give me that phone. Like I want to use my own phone. You know what I mean? And like the kid, yeah. like they freak, right? So I always yeah. joke people, I'm like, Jameson, which is my son. I'm like, I can't wait. Cause like when this kid reaches this age, he ain't going to be like that. I ain't going to, no. like, I'm just going to no. be giving him a phone. I don't care if it inconveniences me because I was, I just want to relax and like the phone pacifies the kid. And I will have some breaking points where I just give him the phone or whatever. But majority of the time, if it's Jameson in like a group setting with other kids, like all the other kids are gonna be like, give me the, I want to be on a phone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like Jameson, I'd like to go outside and be a cool kid and just have some fun out there. And he's going to be probably ostracized for it, but he, he just ain't going to be playing video. That's that's all sounds fantastic. I want to follow up with something. No, it really does. I want to follow up with something here that uh, is that that kind of will paint an even more pathetic picture of Kenny here. And, uh, 
And it says, what if you have 13 arcade games? So you know it's him. You know he has 13 arcade games in your home arcade and you have a party and invite people to play with them. That's what he wants to know. And, well, uh, and then may, that's fucking creepy. Is it not? Is that not? That's pedophile shit. Yeah. I mean, it depends. It depends if what you mean by home arcade. Because uh, if what? you if it's if there's a maybe not too big of a deal, but if there's like a basement, then I wouldn't go. You know what I mean? Then it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, come over it, and play the video games. Get chained up in the base. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. It's an apartment, and uh, his uh, at nearly every inch of the place is covered by these dumb toys, and uh, so he has them all in there. And then people, kids come in, and then he takes pictures of their butts, and I don't know what. <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, so, I mean that actually. Here's the thing. Uh, there's I don't know if you guys have been. I'm sure you. I, like you guys can't travel outside of Grand Rapids or something. Anyways, in Lansing, there's a bar uh, where it's just all arcade games, and so yeah. you go in there and you, like you buy the tokens or whatever, and you're drinking and you're playing the games or whatever. So I think that like a party with like 13 of the video games, like like all that kind of stuff. I think it would be fun. I'd be charging people if I was Kenny. I'd be like 20 bucks. Come on in. All right, <clears throat> all right, Kenny. We've decided you're a creeper, but we will go. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah for sure you know i don't even think we've touched on what you wanted to touch on today we kind of were just off in a direction did you have anything that you wanted to get into that was burning on your brain as uh as let's kill with kyle rolls you, on you know what let me take a look um i did i wrote more stuff down because that's just the way to go um one thing i got here oh here's one thing that i thought was interesting um did you ever see Forrest Gump? Of course. Right, I know. It's, it's a dumb question to ask, but also not a dumb question to ask because I've asked people that and they're like, no. Um, anyways, Forrest Gump seems like a, a thing that America would watch. But anyways, Forrest Gump. I was This just happened to me when I was driving home uh, the other day and I was listening to one of the the, pod, the shows. And anyways, okay. remember that scene when um, like right before like he's given the speech uh, – like like right after Martin Luther King maybe or whatever like in the Washington Square or like yeah whatever. it was a, it was a Vietnam protest yeah yeah whatever was going on um I haven't seen it in a while but the one part like the funniest part of that movie that sticks out to me always and this is how you know how stupid I am and like how weird my brain works my favorite part of Forrest Gump is like there's like the hippie dude up there and he's got like the hair and the glasses and he's like on the mic you know. And uh, he's, like, trying to introduce Forrest Gump or whatever. And he's, like, doing, like, the, all the man and, like, whatever. But then, like, after Forrest Gump is done, I think it's after Forrest Gump is done. But he, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's after he's done. But he goes up, the guy goes back up to the microphone and he just goes, Forrest Gump. Like, he just, like, says it like Forrest that. Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, for some reason, like, that's the funniest part of the movie to me. But anyways, your name fits real good. And you just go, Eric Sane. Like, it just, like, <laughs> comes out. It flows off the tongue. And so I was just cruising home, listening to the show, and that just like catapulted out of my mouth. Wow, so, you're anyways, you are, you could be, you could hang out with that hippie guy and have a good little time. I'm saying it just, it just flowed out good, just Alexander. Like it just, I don't know. Your brain is so defective. Oh, it is, in, a, in a good way. In a good way. I like it. it, it makes uh, you happy. know the funny thing is, um, and I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it's it came out now. Here's the, I've recently learned that there's a pretty pretty strong chance that i actually have asperger's and i just didn't know it my whole life yes yes it's weird dude the um uh what somebody in the family like one of the kids or whatever um 
like wasn't doing good in school you know like whatever and like nowadays if a kid's like not doing exactly what you like society thinks the kid is you like oh take him in because the kid's messed up anyways they want to diagnose the kid with asperger's right so anyways um the mom of the kid was telling me about uh all the signs of like asperger's and stuff for kids and every single one she said i'm like oh fuck dude like you know what i mean like she was explaining like how the kid is and i was like that's that's how i was as a kid you know what i mean all the way down to even how asperger people hold pencils and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know what I mean? So I think it's there's a good chance I have Asperger's, well, which explains how my stupid brain works. No, I don't. You know, I uh, I have heard theories about things about the brain, particularly Asperger's and autism, uh, which I think they're kind of in the same ballpark or, yeah. or one one is under one umbrella or the other, or vice versa. I'm not really sure. But I have heard the theory that that is an example of the current uh, evolving of the human brain that um, something is taking place. All right. That if you were to look 30,000 years down the road, our brains might be operating on a higher level. Um, that's starting to manifest now in these little bits and pieces where the brain hasn't quite mapped in a, uh, in a way with each passing generation to work at a level that's consistent. Whereas you'll have moments of, of uh, uh, acumen and various skill sets, but not everything. But then the kid can't wipe his asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's very common. And uh, I mean, sometimes you might see a person who has Asperger's or autism. They have uh, a skill set unparalleled things like numbers and things like that. You know, you ever see the movie Rain Man? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, um, my, when my wife worked in the school system, one of her, uh, the young people that she worked with, if you said to him, uh, January 7th, 1962, he would tell you the exact day of the week that was. He knows yeah. something's gone on there. So I know this sounds uh, hippy-dippy and weird, but there might be something to the evolving of the brain that's happening within the skulls of people that maybe you, maybe you're just operating on a higher level, Kyle. I uh, secretly agree with that, but I will never say it in public, even though I am right now. Um, no, I'm with you, though. Um, seriously, I, I I like that theory because, I mean, number one, it makes sense um, because of how much of, or generally how much of the utilization of the brain is happening at any given time anyways. But yeah, for sure, because I'm like that, too. Um, often, I always tell people that my brain, like, I can't remember nothing half the time. But, like, my brain will always remember the most useless crap of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah. if somebody, like, tells me a movie, I'll be like, oh, you mean starring, like, so-so and so. You know what I mean? And they're like, yep, yep. like why do you know that? And I'm like, I don't. I can't tell you why I know that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my brain just holds on to the dumb stuff. But also, um, I also live my life kind of like, I don't think society should tell me uh, what is useful information. Because I'm happy in life. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I I have a good time, and if that if part of that is me uh, just remembering stupid crap and not like remembering, you know, for people's yes. birthdays or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like then I'm good, you know. Uh, yeah, I love the fact that you have that attitude about it. Jason wanted to know about Aspergers and pencils holding yeah. in a particular way. What does that mean? Can you can you show us? Please. So yeah, here's what I learned. Right. So by the way, don't look at my fingernails. I didn't clip them. 
Yeah, I was supposed to okay. something like three days ago. Asperger's, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so uh, no, normal people are supposed to hold the pencil like this, right? Like that's how yes. is, like the acceptable pencil etiquette. Yes, probably generally. The, probably the DOT tells you you're supposed to hold your pencil like this. You know what I mean? But Asperger's people will either bring the two. This is how I write. Like two. Can you see that? Like, yeah, I can see there's a difference. Down to the second finger. And like, and like, also an acceptable one is like when people like write like that. Yeah, it's like it's like you're it's like you're holding a fork in prison. Yeah, that's Aspergery. And I found <laughs> I, I just I recently found that out. Like, this is how if you're a normal dunce, this is how you're supposed to. You, you, can't, you can't figure nothing out, and you do everything you're told, and you can't. Okay. You don't, that's how you hold it. But this is Aspergery's, and yeah, like the. Basically, if you add an extra finger in there, and now anybody okay. who writes like this, like those kids, <laughs> they're probably dead. So we don't need to worry about that. But yeah, that's uh, Aspergery pencil holding, brought to you by Kyle, dumpster diver, baby. <laughs> Kyle, I uh, I have to get uh, to my next guest. It is uh, uh, Ryan O'Flanagan. He's going to join me. He's uh, appearing all this uh, the rest of this week doing comedy. And I know you you did a little bit of stand up comedy. How how long did you do stand up comedy for? Oh, geez, probably like a year and a half or something like that. Just like, I mean, uh, I, would, I would continue to do it, but then I, I moved to Lansing and I had to work in like a corporate job and people, I, t I made the mistake of telling some people like, Oh, I've done comedy. They're like, Oh, like, let us know when you do it again. And we'll, we'll come like watch you. And I was like, well, I don't want you to come watch me. So I had to stop doing it. So people would stop asking me because questions. you're funny. I think you're funny. If you, I mean, if, uh, I mean, if you ever were writing again, I think you could still pull that off and you're, you're, I mean, you have a presence about you, you know? Oh, I got a bunch of jokes ready to go. I'll, I will be doing it again at some time soon, but All right. um, I got a bunch of things ready to go for, for that. Time. Okay. Uh, as always, uh, Dumpster Divers, dumpsterdiversllc.com. You can go to the, Kyle's website and see what they do. If you are in West Michigan, get a dumpster from Kyle. I know it's not the, the sexiest or flashiest thing, but sometimes you need a dumpster. You got to get rid of your shit. And, uh, and I, I absolutely encourage you to support the sponsors, and, and that is Kyle's business. So. Heck yeah. Send us 10,000 bucks if you want to, too. Just saying. Okay. All right. Glad glad you're here. Thank you so much. Okay. See you guys. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. That is uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. I'm going to bring in Ryan in just a second here. But first, I do want to mention, uh, I get to a couple of these sponsors, and then we will get after it in earnest and talk about um, uh Ryan O'Flanagan's big tour of the area bowling alleys and such. It will be fun. Okay. In the meantime, though, I want to help your business. If you have a, a business and you are within the footprint of the show, uh, most of it is West Michigan. About 40% uh, of my audience is, uh, is West Michigan based. Uh, I can move the meter for you when it comes to sponsorship. So if you want me to talk about something, just like all these amazing people that are behind me with the signs, Let's do it. It's uh, very affordable. Everything's a handshake deal. No fuss, no muss. And get you on about get you on in about a week, and we're talking about you. Uh, send me an email, Eric at EricZanchow.com. My policy shop insurance. That's Frank the Tank Fuss. Um, I mean, insurance is boring. There's something that's just I'd rather uh, you know dig my eyes out and talk about insurance. That's why you just have Frank do it. And there's no cost. He is an insurance agent. He's going to put you into the best spot you possibly can be for healthcare, auto, dental, life insurance, 
uh, turning 65 Medicare. Maybe you buy your insurance in the marketplace. Maybe you just have questions about your employer's insurance. Just give it to this nerd. Okay. He loves it. Don't ask me why or how. He has like Asperger's also about insurance. Just go to this website, please. Buyinsurancehere.com. If you fit any of those uh, descriptors, leave your information and he'll take care of the rest. Again, this doesn't cost you anything. I, I can't believe how awesome it is. Uh, I have to get my insurance from the marketplace, or I have, and he takes care of all of that for me. Hell, Kyle, uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers, he might have to take advantage. Ryan O'Flanagan might have to take advantage of that. He's self-employed, I think. I don't know. Ryan does a bunch of stuff, by the way. We're going to talk to him in just a second. Um, and then uh, I will say hello to my friends over at Blue Frost IT. BlueFrostIT.com, managed IT service provider for this podcast. If you need project work done for your small or medium-sized business, or you need a managed IT service provider, this is who you call Blue Frost IT, number one in West Michigan, 616-285-50. Okay. I reached out to Don Veltman. I said, Don, we got to get after this. We got we to gotta, uh, pack them in uh, to these shows. You've booked a, in, oh my God, you are all the way booked, it appears, to uh, May. He has been booking all these shows himself. And one of the things he did when he was getting started up after the pandemic was reached out to Ryan O'Flanagan. And wow, you've got shows yesterday at the uh, the tried and true um, legendary Howard City Lanes. And I'm going to talk to Ryan about that. That haunted bowling alley in the middle of MAGA country. Tonight, he's at a great room at Spectrum Lanes, which is just a fan. They have made that place look so nice. Then tomorrow, he's at Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. And then on September 11th, Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon, part of Sherman Bowling Center. You can find Ryan at ryanoflanagan.com. R-I, I'm sorry, R-Y-A-N-O-F-L-A-N. A-G-A-N.com, and that will have all of the links for his uh, Twitter and whatnot. Uh, let us bring him in right now, the one and only Ryan O'Flanagan from the hotel room. How are you, young man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. What, it, 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 did Don put you up in a decent place? That's all I want to know. Oh, yeah. This place is sick, man. Check it out. You know, it's got your classic bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good old fashioned door. Here's my view. I got a nice parking lot view here. So I'm I'm living large here in West Mish. He uh he reached out to me um last week and he goes, Hey, uh, do you know anywhere I can get a motorhome? And I'm and I go, uh now I actually did I actually do. I mean he could have borrowed mine, but I was using it. He goes, and I go, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know if anybody does that. I go, why? What's going on? He goes, Eddie Griffin might not like the green room at the Park Theater in Holland. So I just want to put a motorhome on back. <laughs> Man, I really, yeah, I've been in town for less than a day now, and I've just heard so many Eddie Griffin stories. <laughs> oh, really? Last week and the week before, and he just really made an impression on this town, for sure, in the comedy scene. Okay, uh... I don't want to ask anything specific. I don't want to ask, but yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down? You know, <laughs> it's not up for me to decide. It seems, he seems like a very particular guy that likes what he likes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Asks for a lot of things. 
Are you that way? Are you are you high maintenance? You don't seem it. Not at all. I'm doing shows at bowling alleys. I'll do whatever people tell me to do. I yes. cannot so, complain. So you got a guy in Don who, I mean, he's combining both worlds. I mean, he literally is a former, uh, well, I don't know if he's a pro bowler, but he's rolled like numerous 300 games. He's that good at bowling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met some uh, professional bowlers last night, which I didn't. I've never thought I would meet a professional bowler in my life. Are I'm they? Uh, yeah. Are they? Are they a fun bunch? You know what? They're fine. <laughs> They're not not a fun bunch. But you know, never. I never. I, I didn't see the. I didn't see the career trajectory taking me to the to the bowling alley circuit in West Michigan. But yeah. Hey, you know, whatever whatever moves the meter, getting back in comedy after so much exactly, time off. Yeah. After a year off, I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, last night was uh, Howard City Lanes, like you said, haunted. Some like a real haunted. Bowl. Oh yeah. Did he? Uh, did he take you to the area behind? You know how like there's the pin setter that does. There's only like four or five actual uh, uh, lanes in this facility. Right. It's not a not a big place. Did he actually take you back to see where the pins are getting like? No, no, through? I didn't. I didn't get to see the behind the scenes. Okay, it's a death trap. I'm not kidding yeah. you. If you go back there with a scarf on, you're gonna be dead. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look it didn't look like a safe place, and the for the what, what little I explored. Uh, but uh, now, and that room is interesting because you, again, you're in in an, in an old school little one stoplight town mm-hmm. in this ancient building. Uh, you're you're one foot away from the ATM that says identity theft here. Yeah, and yeah. And, uh, and then you got the people there who they they've grown to love the comedy. They don't. They just like having people in front of them saying, "You know, do your thing." And and uh, t- tell me how it was, Ryan. Uh, you know, it was it was a show. People <laughs> people came, and they they were polite. They they didn't heckle. They didn't laugh much. <laughs> they, they were a polite enough crowd. They were uh, they were fine. It just it did seem like deep MAGA country for sure. Oh my god! Yes, I had a couple oh. of political jokes that I had to reel in a little bit. I could feel them uh, not not digging it too much. Anybody's uh, reaching for a pistol as you're busting yeah. out. So. <laughs> yeah, but oh they god. were they were nice enough. A lot of people just not smiling or laughing at all. But enough people in there having a good time to make it uh, bearable. Okay, so are we talking about people who were there, and are you suspecting that they didn't know you were going to be there, perhaps, and maybe they were just enjoying a meal and happened to have some young man telling jokes? Yeah, yeah there's definitely there's definitely that kind of vibe for a few people in the room. There were there were yeah. surprisingly some people that did come to see me because they saw that I posted online and they came to Howard City Lanes just to watch the show, which I felt bad about. Yeah, that you know. At the end of the day, just as long as you get paid, that's all we're worried about, right? Yeah, exactly. And okay. tonight's show um, has been called off. I think just poor ticket sales. Are you and, shitting me? Now I did not know that because I actually made a big deal about it being uh, and that yeah, it. Yeah, oh, it was fuck. a beautiful place. And oh I, my god. Know, so now I know it's a beautiful place that I'm not going to get to see. Ryan, I'm so sorry. This is terribly awkward. I feel like a dick. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm happy about it. I get the night off. Okay. And then, so, all right, you can see the sights. In, uh, now, are you actually in Grand Rapids right now? I am. I'm in uh, Comstock Park. Okay. All right. There you go. You got that. And then uh, you got the show, the uh, Billy's Lounge show. And hopefully that won't get canceled. Fuck, man, I'm pissed now. What is it? I have told Don't these. Be, guys, huh? 
you know, it's kind of like I, I take it as a, um, I take it as a, uh, a personal goal to try to get as many people as possible to these shows because poor Don has been through the ringer and, yeah, you know, he had a show, you know, and so, um, but, but yeah, the two other shows, you know, people want to come to, uh, Muskegon on Saturday or Billy's on Friday. Those should be, uh, I hear those are pretty cool venues. Uh, I was I was reading about you, uh, Ryan, and you you are, are quite diverse. You do a lot of voice acting. You do a lot of uh, 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 bit spots and, and various roles and acting and things like that. Um, I mean, what's what's harder for you? Uh, any type of those endeavors or doing stand up? What do you what do you prefer? I think if I could choose one, I think I would probably act and do sketch and stuff over stand up. As much as I love stand up, there's just like so much anxiety that comes with it. Um, but acting is just harder to get into and get cast and stand up is just more accessible. I'm on the road all the time doing stand up. but if I had to choose, I think I'd probably go with acting, but I think they kind of go hand in hand and I'm going to keep doing them both as long as I can or until I go crazy. <laughs> so when you say anxious, is it anxious before anxious because you have a night where, you know, I mean like Howard city lanes or is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah there's so many different situations. I mean, know that I walked into Howard City Lanes and I was like, "Ah, man, if I could just get by on just acting someday, someday I could stop doing this. But yeah, yeah, definitely the nervousness before shows and hanging out after shows and constantly having to write. I just recorded an album last month and now I feel the pressure to try to write as much new stuff as I can before people, uh, you know, before the album comes out so that I have new material. So it's, just a, it's a lot of work, and I'm not a hardworking guy. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. You're okay. All right. Well, uh, I, I guess that leads me to this because I would have the urge. You see, I, I'm, I'm super emotional, and I would find myself, let's say I've got a set that I, that has done, you've done it all over the U.S., and people have loved it, and you know it's awesome. And then for some reason, you're in front of this group of people like last night, and you know it's funny. Right. And and they, I, I would have the urge to say, Look, this is going to deep six everything, but why aren't you fucking laughing? What is wrong with you? I know this is funny. I would have the urge. I would get angry at them right. and then end up getting attacked. And I don't know how you guys that do this are cut from a different cloth. The, uh, the, the amount of, um, uh, of a crapshoot that it is when you're a comic, it seems so, it seems like the worst thing ever. Frankly. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of the opposite about it. I'll, I'll, I could do a set a hundred times that goes great. And then I get one crowd that doesn't like it. And I'm like, yep, I, I should quit. I'm washed up. It's oh, yeah. okay for me. They're right. You are normal. You are normal. I, I, I can't stand it. And it's like, shit, what do I have to do here? I yes. mean, I would, Oh God. But, uh, all right. There is a baseball game tonight, $2 beers and dogs, okay? Right in Comstock Park. That's tonight. what I was thinking about going to that. I was just looking. Yeah, I'm right across the street from uh, from that stadium. So you're from Boston. You, is that is that your team, the Red Sox, or are you an L.A. Dodgers fan? or LA Red Sox fan, baby, through and through. How are they doing this year? Real hot start, really overachieved, and then it's really come crashing back down to earth, and now we might not even make the playoffs. It's just uh, that's we are who we thought we were going to be at the beginning of the year. I was reading that the New York Yankees they basically just hit the shit out of the ball, and that's how they win baseball games this year. And that's a bummer for a Red Sox fan. Yeah, yeah, they're they're it's tough to watch the Yankees. They really smack the crap out of the ball. They've been smacking the crap out of us lately too. 
Have you been following in baseball? Because, you know, um, it, it seems like for some reason this year in baseball, there's a lot more fighting in the stands. I have found that to be the most interesting thing about baseball this year is the fight. I mean, they've been unbelievable, some of these fights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been kind of, I think just people, no one knows how to act anymore after a year of just no interaction. Everyone's just gotten somewhat pent up like everything excitement and anger and just no social skills. Haven't been, haven't been drunk in public in a while and no one knows yeah. what. No one knows how to act. It's all just a storm right now. I know it. And it seems to be getting worse because you, you remember just a handful of months ago, maybe like even just two months ago, we're like, ah, oh boy, sure. I'm glad this pandemic is behind us. Yeah. Oh my God. I was absolutely, I've been so naive every step of the way this entire pandemic, but especially during the, uh, during the vax. I thought when the vax came out, I was like, finally, we oh, did yeah. it. This is going to be over. <laughs> like, how have I not learned every step of the way that this is, I've been so wrong? I knew that there was something cooking when I saw there was, um, I think it was a baseball story. It might have been the Yankees. There was a number of Yankees players or staff members that tested positive that were all vaccinated. I was like, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Ah, you, said it, you said it was 99% effective or whatever the hell it was. This thing sucks shit. Yeah, it sure does not seem 99% like they said. Maybe Johnson Johnson had it right. When Johnson, remember the, at the very beginning, and Pfizer and Moderna was like, hey, it's like 85, 90%. And Johnson Johnson was like, hey, we're at like 45%. But you can take ours if you want. And maybe they were right. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I, I also think that we've, we've kind of got a, uh, as a society, we're starting to get a handle on coming to grips that we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this seems like, uh, this seems like the end. We should all probably yeah. start getting our affairs in order. Yeah. We're all kind of like, eh, I don't care anymore. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. And uh, <laughs> eh, if I die, it's like, it's like we've evolved because I remember how many times I've been laying in bed prior to the pandemic. And I'm like, Oh my God, one day I'm going to die. Cause I'm a very anxious person too. And that's the time Then you have a, you know, a sleepless night and then it's gone. Now mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, that is maybe it was the, the next step in evolution. Is uh, we're all I think we all feared death a little bit less now, which is great. Right. We all needed that, right? Uh, I was watching some of your um, some of the things you've done, um, uh, some of your TV shows and things like that, and then you 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 do voice work for what? What is it? What was that cartoon you do or animated feature that you did for? Oh, uh, uh, the Owl House. Yes, the Owl oh, House. Yeah, I do a voice on uh, the Owl House on Disney. And I just, I just locked into a few little voiceover things and that, I mean, honestly, that if I could choose any one career to have, that is, that would be the best. It's so, you are not kidding. It's great. You can just show up in your pajamas. It's super easy. Everyone's super nice. And then the checks just keep rolling in because kids are just going to keep watching yep. these stupid cartoons. <laughs> It's it as, is it as simple as your script, you read it, and then you might have a, a director in your ear say, no, I do it a couple more times like this, and maybe do a different line. Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. You pretty much go through all of your lines. They have, And I have a really small role on the show, so usually for me it's just uh, five or six lines when I go in. And uh, uh, now it's all on Zoom, so the director and the casting people will all be on a Zoom. And I'll say the line three times in a row, three different ways, and then they'll let me know. Usually that they'll be like, okay, well uh, – Mark Alpha and uh, Bravo as backup, and uh, but if they want me to say it a different way, then I will. But other than that, it's just it's. I'm usually in the studio every time I go in for maybe like 20 minutes. Then I'll go home, and then for years after that, I'll get residual checks. It's the That's dream. awesome. I see yeah. a mom in the audience. Uh, Andrea, her little girl Lydia, loves the show. 
Oh, really? Uh, that you are on. Um, All right. And that and that that does sound like a great gig, and I, I'm because you you've um you've really kind of made your mark. I mean, you you start up kind of like doing open mics in Boston. Now here you are in the entertainment uh, capital of the of the world in in Los Angeles, and and you've got all these different irons in the fire that help move the meter for you. Can you take me through how one gets involved in voice work? Because that is something I would love to do. Yeah, it was really I really just lucked into it. Honestly, I I wrote a. Uh... I wrote a pilot a few years ago with two writers from American Dad. Um, we had the same manager at the time, and so they just kind of helped me and some other friends write this pilot. And then through that, they uh, they just thought I had a, 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 a high school jerk sounding voice, and they cast me as this the 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 quarterback of the football team who was like a bully. And so that was the first voiceover work I ever did. And from that, I just kind of lucked into this role at, at Owl House, which was a brand new show at the time. And uh, now it's going to be hopefully going on season three. Hopefully pretty soon will be announced. And uh, so it's all just luck. And I, and I never do. I don't do like accents. I don't do impressions, really, or, or silly voices or anything. I mostly just talk like myself. And hopefully that that's castable in some way. So the only things I've been cast are so uh, two voices on American Dad. One was the bully football, the quarterback of the football team who was a jerk and like a surfer bro who gets launched into like the atmosphere. And then this guy on Owl House, who's uh, the older brother, he's like the, the smarmy kind of older brother of one of the characters is kind of like sarcastic jerk guy. Uh, okay. so that's, that's my voice. People think I'm kind of just like a teenage uh, douche. <laughs> so um, you're basically, you're just doing tone and inflection, maybe emphasis on certain words in order to, now you have three, as you indicated, different spots. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, I don't really put too much into it. I just kind of hope they they think my voice sounds like something. But do you, do you know like, yeah, accents and impressions and stuff for like auditions, and it's always just uh, it never works out. It's usually, like, oh yeah. Well, do you, do you remember what the title of that American Dad episode was? If anybody wanted to check that actually out, yes, you, uh, the Witches of Langley is the, gotcha. uh, the one where I play the yeah the football player. My first uh, gig. Kyle is well aware of you. He says he loved your spot on corporate. Is that the one where you took uh, your shirt off? Yeah, I had to take my shirt off for corporate. God, you're yeah. jacked, by the way. Thank you so much, dude. Oh I really, my God. Got, really got a pump in before that. Before oh, that Jesus, you're so on steroids. I couldn't believe it because with your shirt on, you look like you, you've never touched a weight and you <laughs> took it off and you're like fucking Ned Flanders in the shower. Yeah, yeah, I wear <laughs> I wear shirts that really keep things compact. <laughs> things really <laughs> things really bust out when I take my shirt off. That was yeah, that was, bit, that was so way. much time on set with my shirt off, which was pretty uncomfortable, and it was cold, <laughs> and there was so many extras, and I just stand there for like hours just with my shirt off. It was uh, I never been on a yeah. set with my shirt off like that in front of so many people. It was funny. I liked it. And then you, I believe it was a handful of years ago, you were doing stuff for Funny or Die. The, uh, the, you were a tourist. If I understand this correctly, you would um, be over, overly exuberant to the locals of whatever tourist destination you were in. Wasn't that? Yeah. Yeah. That was a Funny or Die series I did called The Overly Excited Tourist, which they named. I didn't even name it that. It was supposed to be just like some tourist guy, but they ended up just taking it over and naming it. And I did like, I think 33 or 34 videos in different cities. And it's just uh, this tourist. I would, I would get a hat of, of whatever city I was in and I would say the name of the city and I would wear these like 
really obnoxious Pudge Rodriguez sunglasses <laughs> and go to different cities. And uh, like the whole character was like he was really excited to be there and just super pumped on the town. But he didn't he couldn't like pronounce anything and just constantly mispronouncing stuff and, and giving misinformation about where he was. And he had all these catchphrases. And this, the videos ended up doing really well. Some of them get like a couple million views on some of those videos. And to this day, that's like where most of my fans come from. Fans that are, there were people, nice. at, the, people at the at Howard City Lanes last night. They came out because they saw those videos. Um, so they did well. I had to stop doing them a few years ago because they were just kind of annoying and I was just sick of doing them. But that's definitely how I've gotten most of my fans is through those videos. You um, indicated the uh, work you do for Disney, and oh man, um, I imagine in the the day and age of cancellation, you're like, oh boy, what uh, this is this is going to end one day. I'm going to say something. Can you? <laughs> has that uh, crossed your mind at all, or is that just hundred percent? Of- even even last year, someone so I'm on this Disney show. The character's name is Edric, and and I didn't think anyone even like watched this show, uh, and then someone tweeted at me. Uh, it was the first time anyone's ever tweeted at me about the show. They go, hey, hey, at Ryan O'Flan, like this tweet if Edric is gay. And I thought that was just like a funny text to receive so I or tweet to receive. So I, I liked the tweet. And little did I know that was that account was part of this like uh, LGBT uh, animated uh, community of some sort. And they screenshotted the fact that I liked that tweet. And they were like, confirmed. Edric's voice actor confirmed that Edric is gay. And it got like thousands of likes. And okay. everyone tweeting it and saying that, yes, Ryan Flanagan confirmed that the character is gay. And there's this whole, there's this whole p- part of, the, of Twitter that's people that want cartoon characters to be gay or hope that they are secretly gay and will come out at some point, uh, which I did not know about. So it's like... <laughs> Took Twitter by storm, and I was so I just I was so worried I was going to get like, kicked off the show, or you know, the creator was going to see that and be like, "You can't say that the character's gay," because it got thousands of likes. I was like, "Oh god!" Wow. So at at this point, you're sweating it, but and then you're just kind of like, "Oh, okay." And then the next, let's say, two weeks later, you have a creative meeting about the character. Are you like holding your breath? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that they go and uh, by the way ryan we got one more thing we got to talk to you about <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if i'm gonna have to yeah, start changing my direction with this character or what <laughs> like, oh, well now i guess we got to make him gay because you told everyone he was gay oh but, my god uh, luckily you yeah, haven't had to change anything yet it's it's tough there's no question josh uh who is all over it how about this josh indicated that uh it's american dad season number uh, 12 episode nine. Oh, wow. There you go, Josh. If you're a nerd like me and watching it and plan on watching it later. So how about that? Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. this is great. You know, uh, I, I, uh, I, I tell you what, this has been fantastic talking to you, kind of like picking your brain. Um, we've got shows coming up. Uh, uh, the, the, um, show tonight is not happening like we indicated but uh we yeah. do have yeah, the baseball game i'll be there <laughs> yes uh, go go see ryan at the baseball game there you can't miss him if you see him right here ryan o'flanagan and then uh, at billy's lounge for tomorrow night in grand rapids and then back alley comedy club in muskegon part of his tour of bowling alleys get a ticket at fullhousecomedy.com just click on each spot on the date and you will be all set and then Ryan's website, where it has all of his uh, social media stuff, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook. You're on TikTok. 
And book me on Cameo is RyanOflanagan.com. I'm on Cameo, too. All right. Uh, I, I love those. I love doing Cameos. They're fun. Yeah. I mean, for me, like 95% of the Cameos I get are people that want me to do that Taurus character, which is a lot of screaming and mispronouncing things. And I do feel bad for, like, my neighbors sometimes. Like, ah, now I got I to close all my windows and stuff and scream this Cameo. But, uh, yeah, you can book me on there if you want. Uh, mine, mine have become a lot. I have the audience kind of trained. They're like, "Hey, uh, my neighbor is an asshole, and uh, I want you to roast him." So I just say terrible things. I mean, really, really bad roast jokes. I mean, I, I've wished death uh, in horrible ways on people. It's is really awful. One, I actually I wished a carbon monoxide death of the whole family, and I, I was like, "Oh God, this is terrible." <laughs> Send. He's <laughs> made money. Like, thank you. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, Ryan, I appreciate the time. Uh, say hello to Don. Make sure he pays you up front. And, uh, and I appreciate it. Ryan O'Flanagan dot, uh, dot com. Go see him. Okay. Thanks for having me, man. All right, Ryan. We'll talk to you down the road till next time. There you go. Ryan O'Flanagan. How great is that? That dude is sweet. Nice guy. Nice, nice guy. Go see him for God's sake. I cannot believe you guys are letting me down. I told you spectrum lane show. And then that sucked tons of shit. And the poor dude, I mean, that's a bad feel. I, I, I feel, I mean, Ryan's going to get paid one way or another, at least I hope. But Don, I mean, we got to keep this guy in business here. He is white knuckling it. He is sweating it. So would you go see a comedy show night after night? He's putting it out there. Support this man. He's got a family, for God's sake. Okay, the only other person that you should be supporting more is me. Sorry. Anyway. Thank you, to, uh, thank you to Ryan for taking the time. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. I'll be having more of the comics on. It's something I wanted to do. So, and I've just been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. So Ryan's got to be, he's got to be on there. So and there's put, uh, plenty of great shows coming up in the uh, months that follow. Several that I'm just really looking forward to. Um, Michael Winslow is a legend. He's absolutely fantastic. The things that, that the noises and the funny things that that guy can uh, come up with. Looking forward to that. The Mick Foley Spoken Word Show. That's going to be awesome. Billy Wayne Davis next week. Fullhousecomedy.com. Get after it and go see a show. A show. Okay. Boy, this has been uh, an action-packed show with uh, plenty of things to talk about, and uh, I'm just uh, excited that you have all been here to enjoy it. If you ever want any of my merch, go to ericzaneshow.com, click Merch, and get yourself a T-shirt. And we're getting ready to, uh, for hoodie season. I've got hoodies there in multiple colors, multiple designs, all there at ericzaneshow.com. For all of you pistol-toting Michiganders, especially West Michigan. It's time to stop looking like an idiot with your open carry. Don't do that. First of all, if you open carry, the only reason why you're doing that is because you're trying to show everybody how small your penis is. You have to conceal carry. Oh, yeah, but that requires uh, uh, time and effort. Yeah, any idiot can open carry. It's the smart ones that conceal it. Okay? Don't be a target. When you walk into the mall and some jackass decides to go crazy, he's going to shoot for, he's going to aim for you. Get your pistol, your pistol license, your uh, concealed pistol license is what I'm trying to say, from Prince Arming. Take the class. We've got a class coming up in September. 
Uh, I believe it's the 23rd. We are in September. Dummy. 616-204-1705 for princearming.com. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Get a mortgage from Mario. Any state in the U.S. Except for Maine, Hawaii, Alaska, and South Carolina. Call them. 231-332-6505. I know this sounds strange. But if for any reason you feel like, uh, hey, I called, but I didn't hear from him. It's because he sometimes gets so overwhelmed with customers that it's like, dude, you got to focus. And I sometimes need to uh, center the ship. Dude, call so-and-so. I'm telling people to call. Then they're calling me. I can't get them the mortgage that they need. Whether your credit score is amazingly through the roof or in the dumpster, you need Mario. He can help you. Not every mortgage person is created equal. Not every mortgage person wants to deal with the person who's got a 580 credit score. Excuse me. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, last but not least, bringing up the rear's Gift of Life, Michigan. I want you to go to the logo that is at ericsaintshow.com and uh, fill out the form about donating your organs. Boy, that's hey, get a pistol license. Give away your organs. We're covering it all. Thank you to Gift of Life, Michigan, for uh, calling upon me to talk about their initiatives. You know how important organ donation is, especially uh, from my world. Uh, but I'm not talking to you about live organ donation. I'm talking to you about donating them if, you know, we uh, get greased by a train or something like that. A lot of death talk on the show today. All right. Thank you to Kyle for Let's Kill with Kyle. That was awesome. Thanks to Ryan O'Flanagan. He's awesome. I've got a Patreon podcast that's going to start in an hour. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane is where you find that. Five bucks a month gets you all the audio. Ten bucks a month gets you the audio, the video, and the live streams. Fifteen hours plus of content each and every week. If uh, it runs out with the free content that I give you, which amounts to, I don't know, probably about ten to twelve hours a week, keep it going with the Patreon. If you're searching for something uh, to, to listen to, you're just like, uh, God, there's so many podcasts, I don't know where to begin. How about more of me? Wouldn't that be nice? Patreon.com slash Eric All right. We have to uh, go over the nominations for asshole of the day. If you have any votes on the live stream, please, um, please include them. Uh, don't be shy about that. I sometimes need your help because I forget what I talked about. The asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com, and JM Synthetics, online at jmsynthetics.com. Okay, talked about crabby wife yesterday, talked about uh, me handling the crabby wife, told the story of how annoyed Hot Wings and I would get when Free Beer would, like a jackass, announce on the radio, I am a great husband. <laughs> we had the brawl at the Waffle House. God, I didn't get to anything today. Who is it going to be for the asshole today? I do want to comment that on the Patreon today, Jimmy Kimmel is getting some heat from Ted Cruz and all these snowflake uh, alt-right idiots. Um, Jimmy Kimmel had some 
awesome monologue jokes uh, jokes on his open for his season premiere on Tuesday. And they were COVID-related. And the butt hurt felt by the, the people on the right who God, how could you possibly say that? Oh, God. You know, here you got the people who are constantly saying, yep, that's where you're not going to take our statue. We're not going to get anybody canceled. You leave that Stonewall Jackson statue up, man. It'll cancel anything. Those same people I don't say, Jimmy Kimmel's got to go. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's got to go. We'll talk about that in the Patreon. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. <sighs> May have said one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. We're going to talk on Patreon. Two rip-roaring topics. Rape and abortion. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. That's right. We're talking rape and abortion on the Patreon. If you know this story, don't give it away. It's incredible. Uh, there are now dogs at Miami International Airport. Beautiful German Shepherd dogs. Did you know you have to say German Shepherd dogs? You can't just say German Shepherds. You have to say German Shepherd dogs. That are 97% accurate when it comes to sniffing COVID in people. Yes. Can't wait to talk about that. It's going to be a full Patreon. You don't want to miss this one. All right. Ah. Hmm. Hollywood's world of sports says Jimmy Kimmel is a twat. Uh, why? Is it because he's funny? Hmm. Let's see. Kyle says free beer should be asshole of the day. Yeah, I agree. He is kind of an asshole. You'd probably admit that. Free beer is your asshole of the day. Congratulations. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, you have won an award. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's just such a douchebag thing to say. Who would ever say, hey, guys. I'm a great husband. I may not know how to swim, which is also ridiculous, but I'm a great husband. <laughs> and, you know, if it weren't, if it weren't true that he, if he didn't really say that, this would be way weird. What are you making shit up? What are you an asshole? No, no, no. It actually happened. Ask him, send him an email. Say, did you, Hey, Eric Zane was talking about you today. Did you at one point in time on the radio ever announce to the audience, hey, I'm a great husband. Did that actually happen on numerous occasions? Because you were a topic on the Eric Zane Show podcast today about when you would say that and how Hot Wings and Eric would raise an eyebrow and look at each other like, who the fuck says that? 
the fuck are you doing? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, somebody has come up with audio. Dirk. <laughs> I sent you audio. Most of you agreed to being good husbands. You were squeamish in your answer. Yeah, maybe that's it, but I... Hmm. There were other ones when he, uh, he just like, okay, two attachments. Are you a good husband? How long are these? Hmm. You know what? Let's save this for the Patreon. I don't want to play it on a, a open setting like this. We'll save it for the Patreon. How does that? Another reason to check out the Patreon. <laughs> Can we let him know that Hot Wings was talking? Well, we, we both did. Everybody talked shit about each other on that show. As soon as one guy would leave the room and say, what the fuck was that? That's what made the show great. Now they sit around and suck each other's dicks the whole day and talk about 3D printers and fucking uh, uh, going for a walk with the dog. Ugh, God, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? All right. That is going to do it. Once again, I owe it all to you. You're the best. Have a good day, folks. Talk to you on the Patreon. Until next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.